Hey guys, welcome to the Play and Pretend podcast. I'm Kara. Travis. And um, we are back a day late. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think what I told Travis, what we're going to kind of do is eventually when school starts, we are going to have to record on either Friday nights or Saturday mornings. So uh, we are just going to kind of move the show down a day each Creep. day until we get there. Creep of the day until Friday. It ends up working out too because next week we're going to be out of town for a couple days. So. We, uh, uh, yes, yeah. earlier in the week. So. Yeah, yeah. So we won't be able to record until later. So it just works. Um, yeah. So we're we're taking off. We got an answer to our poll. Oh yeah. That we put last episode. Yeah, yeah. Our buddy Kelsey responded to us. What was our question again? If you could remind me, babe, or do you need me to? Pull no, it up? I'll read it. I have it here. Um, so we talked uh, last week about um, lyrics and how we were going to discuss music more on the show. And I started off last week, I examined some BTS lyrics and oh, right, uh, right. might be a little bit, you know, lesser known whenever you listen to music in another language because you have to look up translations and that mm-hmm. ends up giving you, to, you know, automatically talking about the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, but uh, we asked, how often do you listen to music without examining lyrics? And Kelsey said, never. I love to sing along. So I'm constantly looking up lyrics. Yeah. That's I think me and Kelsey are in agreement. I always look up lyrics, even for songs in a language I understand. I like reading lyrics. Not to sound like a shill, but Spotify is really good about lyrics. Like, you can listen to a song and immediately see the, I guess, official lyrics of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if it's, like I said, songs in another language, they're putting it in that original language, so you do have to go and look it up. Oh, they don't offer translations? Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. No, because I noticed that uh, you had, I think it was a Bad Bunny song, and I looked at the lyrics while it was playing. It was all in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, too, the BTS lyrics. uh, With BTS, too, or, like, anything in Korean, because I looked at the side lyrics one time, too, for a song Junie was listening to, and um, it's not even romanized. It's, like, actually in Hangul. Right oh, now, wow. okay. yeah. So I wonder, like, I kind of wonder, like, looking at maybe Indian or Arabic or like songs mm-hmm. with those kind of lyrics, like if it would put that, like the those that cal- type of calligraphy, yeah, in there too. That would be interesting, I think, to see. But it seems like an easy thing to do, where you could just program that into your app, you know, and know the English if you are from a natively English-speaking place. Maybe I don't know. I like looking at translations too, though, because the other thing is too. Um, Sometimes translations don't always um, translate depending on what you're uh, looking at. Oh, yeah. Like you have problems like localization. Yes. You have dialects. You have slang. Yeah. Yeah. Which some slang transfers, you know, has transference across language. But some doesn't at all. Um, That's interesting. The localization is super interesting to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it's at the, you know, at the whims of whoever's translating it can kind of take liberties and interpret things certain ways, you know, and, and we're none the wiser, so. You know, not to uh, not to put you through the trauma again, but you finished Neon Genesis and then Jillian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but there was, I can't remember what it was, but they put it up on Netflix recently. I don't know if it was a newer movie or a newer translation, maybe a a bridged version of the series or something like that, but there was a character. Um, oh, what's their name? Kaoru? Um, was he in the regular series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that name, uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm really bad with names, but yeah. I know. Um, but um, a lot of people were really angry because what the translator, he says something to Shinji in a scene, and... 
Shinji in a scene. Um, And what he says to him was translated into something like, I really care about you. But what he's actually saying in Japanese is, I love you. And it's a romantic type of love. Yeah. And And there was a huge... there was like a huge like debacle on Twitter I saw over it because it's like you guys took these liberties to make it less gay when in reality yeah. that, that's what it was. I don't know why you would try and change that. Yes, and, and a lot of places will do that. They'll they'll skew sort of more conservative or or what have you because they're afraid of reaching less of an audience. You know, right. we do the same thing with movies that go to China. But yeah, right. that character in the show, if you watch the show, it, to me it seems pretty clear-cut. Like the, Probably the only way to interpret it is Shinji and Kaoru kind of have a, a sort of romantic relationship. It's very complicated, obviously, because he's not human. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more than that. But, but yeah, there's, a, there's a, something that that character does to Shinji that maybe he's not willing to like fully admit. Or, you know, Shinji's a complex, super complex character. I don't want to get into the weeds of Neon Genesis. I'm still processing that show, and to be honest, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> me, me and Maggie were talking about it, too, and it's kind of like, you know, when I or her watch Neon Genesis, it's like, oh, yeah, man, that was really weird. You watch it, and you're, like, in I'm, your I'm head. Par- I'm, I, I you're, experience paralysis. Yeah, like, you're you're in a daze for a whole day, and I was like, you know Because I have to be- make sense of it. I, I have to, you know, contend with it now, because it, it has some really weird ideas so well i figured about it process i figured like it came down to uh like what it was like me and maggie are used to watching anime like we we've been in the weeds the thick of it since we were children i don't think that's it though because i've watched really weird stuff in my young you know in my it's always different though when it's in that format presented by a different culture uh yeah it's it's definitely you know like it has an intensity to it yeah you know that is uh you know, when it's anime, I think, you know, most of the stuff that I watched that was like psychologically, uh, intense was a lot of times like live action films, Mm -hmm. which are, you know, obviously you can do lots with that, but I think you can in some ways do more of the animation or you can bend the, the envelope a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Animation's kind of, um, it's very different you know, and what, and what you can do with it. So it's interesting definitely to think about, but yeah, I think the whole reason like maybe me and, her like yeah it is what it is and you're like reeling from it is just because we have more experience with those types of tropes yeah and it's well it's unlike anything i've ever seen and it's uh obviously it's very popular you know and and if you want to watch neon genesis uh it's available it's always been available and like I can't say I recommend it i can (laughs) good faith recommend anyone watch it but if you want to like you know, experience something like that. It's, it's out there. You might not be able to recommend it, but, uh, that does not stop people from fight. Like having that always square up with cowboy bebop is the best anime of all time. Yeah. And I don't understand That's, that's one thing that we're actually going to get into. Uh, you know, we can go and talk about it now if you want, but we were going to talk about, like, I wanted to talk about media criticism a little bit. Cause I think we end up doing that a lot uh, mm-hmm. just sort of naturally when we talk. Oh, me and um, you. Yeah, like we watch stuff or we listen to stuff and we like to talk about it, analyze it, and like think about why we like stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think like for, for me personally, like one thing that I've come to learn is the role of critics, you know, like I've always kind of grown up and thought of like, uh, like media consumption, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're listening to music or watching movies or playing video games or what have you. 
like there's always this sort of canon, you know, that people develop as like top 10 uh, of all time. Everyone needs to have played this or listened to this or watched this, et cetera, et cetera. And like, it's easy to sort of, I think, get trapped in that sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I do sometimes, you know, from time to time. And, and I've recently realized the role of critics, what critics are supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, is they're content curators, mm-hmm. you know. And, and you are not supposed to just listen to any critic and take what they have to say at face value. Like you read what they have to say and you – oftentimes what people should do that maybe doesn't happen as much anymore is um, find a critic that you kind of jive with or, or resonate with, you know. Um, and, and like find them and, and sort of follow what they have to say about movies. If your taste lines up with theirs, then you can read what they have to say. If they say a movie's great, you check it out and you'll probably like it. You know? mm-hmm. um, but we have a game, obviously we play the game, the Rotten Tomatoes game last uh, episode. We played it in our previous episodes. And it kind of, you know, it's a review aggregate website. It's one of those things that the numbers that we talk about that we try to guess are not ratings of movies. The percentages and the tomato meter has to do with numbers of critics that gave it a favorable review. So it's kind of like, you know, it's only so useful, you know. It's really useful for movies that have mass appeal, you know, because it's really clear cut. But a lot of our favorite stuff, you know, if we're talking about movies, is like kind of niche. And, and Not all of it. Yeah, it doesn't always like translate, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Sometimes we're very confused, you know, about... Uh, numbers and percentages on that website. So what we've been playing is try and guess the percentage of numbers of critics or number of user reviews that gave the movie a favorable review. We haven't been looking at average scores, which I think would be, I don't know, maybe more interesting. I don't know what you think of that. I like I like the game as it is. Why? I, I always knew it was that. Because when you asked me, like, if I knew that the other day, I think you thought that I didn't know that it was a, um, like, summation of critic and audience scores. And I've, I've always known that, and it's I think not, it's though. more... See, that's the, that language you just used is not accurate. You said it's a, not a summation of audience scores. It's not. It's whether... It's a yes-no. It's like a, a dichotomy. So, like... Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's isn't, still... Isn't it favorable? It, it, yeah, but that, that's still... It's a summation of that. It, it's summarizing if people thought it was good or not. Right. That's, yeah. That's and you said you wanted to switch to, like, you know, an out of 10 scale, but that doesn't, that's way too easy. I don't think so. I think it's more, I think it's probably also going to be, like, I mean, we talk about our taste anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I don't like giving scores as it is, but it's mostly just fun, I think, so I'm not too worried yeah, about get, it. Yeah, guessing the percentage is better, though, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, for sure. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, you know, websites like that are only so useful. Mm-hmm. One critic that I like and that you like too, I think, is uh, one of my favorite critics is Joe Bob Briggs. He, he's really good, I think, about uh, movie criticism in particular. And he'll watch anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's given favorable reviews to things that, you know, don't necessarily get them in the in the public. And I usually kind of, you know, gravitate to his taste, I think, because I, I just think he has good taste. So. Yeah. Yeah, you tend to agree with him quite a bit. Yeah. Whenever I kind of admire of him also. I think he's a really smart guy, right guy? Yeah, you're going to start wearing bolo ties next. <laughs> well, I am from Texas. So. Uh, he's not. <laughs> no, but he lived here for a while. Oh. He came to prominence in Dallas, I think, is his thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
my uh, my best friend hates bolo ties, so so you know. I'm not gonna force your best friend. <laughs> I like bolo ties. I like to mess with her about that a lot. Eight out of ten critics give bolo ties a favorable review. So I, I do enjoy a good bolo tie. Yeah. Um, I like to harass her. I'll make my own memes <laughs> over it. Personal memes. Yeah, yeah, just to mess with Inside her. Inside joke memes. Yeah, just to mess with her about it. <laughs> well, um, so so we're not going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game today. We're going to try a different game later. That's not really much of a game as much as it's see if you can stump me on trivia. Well, people can play along, I guess. Like, they can listen to the trivia questions and try to Well, hey, them. you're going to learn something new. Yeah, that's, that's mostly what it is. I'm going to ask you trivia questions because oh. you are... The trivia mind. I do have a wealth of knowledge about just dumb things. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Dumb. Okay, maybe not dumb, but things. Facts. Facts. Things yeah. in general. So we'll, we'll get into that later. I, uh, <laughs> actually, because of this game, uh, we played it with your family when we went on vacation, mm-hmm. and uh, I, like, completely and totally, like, made your family quit talking. Because it was like, it, it was that one question, like, which of these animals is faster? And the answer was an ostrich. Uh-huh. And, of course, I've had a couple glasses of wine at that point, so I just go, hey, did you know that an ostrich was the reason that uh, Johnny Cash got addicted to painkillers? Yeah. yeah. That, that You're that person at the party. I am that person. And your mom was like, What? And I was like, I was like, yeah. So when he was recovering from something, he was walking around on his farm and he owned ostriches. And there was one that was like in the path of where he wanted to walk and he tried to shoot away and it like reached up and slashed him with his claws, talons. I don't know what they're called. You're the reading rainbow, LeVar Burton. Yeah, he almost died though. Yeah. And he had to have like emergency surgery and he got addicted to the pain pills after. It's fun, though, to make connections like that and just know. I, I don't know. I find it interesting. My favorite thing, though, was your mom going, how do, how do you just know that? <laughs> I was like, I heard it once. How is that bouncing around in your brain? It is. <laughs> it, it's at all points in time, it's either, man, I really, uh, like, want to, you know, consume either this content or every now and then it's going to be a thought about Johnny Cash almost dying because of an ostrich. Just See, that's what I, I find that super interesting, but then, like, in the moment, it's interesting, and, you know, I'll talk about it and listen to you, but then immediately I'll dump that information and forget all about it, you know? Yeah, I know. This is why I repeat things to you all the time. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I repeat stories to you. You just don't... Uh, I do it more than you, though. I think yeah. that's just a... Uh, I think that's a, like, trait be- in general because my mom does the same thing and my mm-hmm. Grammy used to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um so it's probably just a learned behavior at this point. Maybe so, maybe so, yeah. I, I'm curious about that. I'll have to, to get into it. Speaking of which... Hello, Ashley. Yeah. Sorry for the... I'm glad you're not... The oh, there it right is. Here. I'm glad you're not caught on the wires this time, buddy. That's a whole lot better. You want to talk? You want to tell the viewers? Yes. Say hello. All right, that's a good boy. Ashley says hello to you guys. You're doing better today. He's doing real good. He just wants the loves today. Yeah. So, oh, so this this kind of um, relates to um, another idea I had for us to talk about that I presented to you, which was, you know, to examine what it is we do. Like, you know, and not just passively consume media or what have you, but like, you know, what you do online, 
what you have on your feed, what you look at, what you choose to like. What the algorithm shows you. Well, yeah, and what the algorithm chooses to show you. Um, you know, like what you watch on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I wanted you to pick something. My that. YouTube views are uh, my my YouTube algorithm is very skewed because of Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. That's but not the, the idea. Is I wanted you to pick something that would, I think your I think your YouTube algorithm is a little bit more. Um, uh, I don't know. Yes, buddy. Um, I think yours is a little bit more tailored to you because even though you'll put things on for Junie through your YouTube, you've had your YouTube long enough and have subscribed to enough people where yeah. you're not, you know, getting bombarded with recommendations for Paw Patrol. Um, I still get them. I, I, we do enough. It's not nearly as hard as mine is, though. And it's so there's such a network of it, too, I think. It's not a matter of just what you search. You know, it's also about what you talk about. You know, what we say on the show, even. Like, what we discuss in our own home is going to, you know... Well, no, because you thought, like, we were talking about Adventure Time, like, a couple days ago. And then, like, I had something pop up that had, like, Adventure Time art on it. And you're like, oh, my God, it hurt us. And it was like, no, 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 that's just a playlist that I put on for my students in my room. That's just the art for the background of, like, this ambient playlist. Sure, but that does happen, though. Like, yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not to say that it doesn't. It's just my YouTube doesn't... My, my YouTube's pretty much curated around, like the goofy amount of things that I watch on YouTube because I don't use YouTube very often for watching things. I do. I, I use um, YouTube quite a bit. I use it a lot more. I've, I've used it a lot more in my classroom than yeah. I have for, like, actually personally watching things because when I watch things, I'll either watch it on, like, you know, Twitter or Facebook or TikTok mm -hmm. or something Yeah, that's what like I mean. That. That's why I didn't want to limit it to just YouTube. Or Instagram. My, my, okay, we buried the lead. I didn't really get to explain. But, like, what I wanted you to do is choose a thing that you engage in and like examine it or psychoanalyze yourself. Like, why do you, what's your thing? Um, okay. So my, my thing that I picked for myself was, um, it, it's not any one person, but it's like a, a category of videos, I guess that I look at, mm -hmm. which is people who collect things. Like I like to watch and look at people's little personal museums that they, you know, uh, of media or what have you that they kept that they keep in their house. We've talked about that before because you like getting rid of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like in you my, hate collecting. <laughs> in my life, I I like to sort of purge things and only keep things that are are really really close to me. And which is ridiculous. That, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. If it's no, ridiculous. in a sense, because it's always like you you've wanted to collect things in the past, and mm -hmm. now just lately for whatever reason you're just on a kick of I got to throw everything away if I'm not using it right now in this moment. Well, I wouldn't say that. Like, in the past couple of years, I think, or or year and a half or so, I've I've gone through this thing of wanting to. Or at the or, very at the very least, you tell yourself that because now your collections tend to be online, like your uh, collection of games that you're playing on PlayStation Plus right now and stuff like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's part of it too. Is that a lot of it? I think has to do with just physical space. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't really have a collector's mentality of things online. Like, I do things online. I have, like, for example, I have comic books that I read on Comixology. But I don't, like, have a collection of comics. I just decide, okay, in the moment I want to read this, so I pull it up and read it, you know. And, like, I, I have, you know, certain things that I like, but I don't have a collector's mentality where I want everything arbitrarily, you know, to sit on a shelf in my house, you know, like 
I have a thing where if I own something physical, I want to use it or realistically see myself using it in the future. You know, like I just don't have, I, I feel like some people get into, you know, this, this mentality of, I need to, you know, I need to hoard these things. You know, it's my job to preserve these things. And I watch that on YouTube uh, because there's something in me that like appreciates it. Like I, I like, I love, for example, museums. I like, you know, uh, you know, things that have collections of cool things. I like to go visit them, but I don't necessarily like to have them in the house, you know, cause mm-hmm. that's, that's like, and this is not a criticism of you, by the way, this is just me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking the whole time. You, I'm like, couldn't be me. A, I can see you taking a defensive yeah. posture over there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a personal thing. Like it's just me and what I, what I like. So, or well, what, I, what I tend to do. I well, guess. but I thought it was interesting cause I like to watch other people do it. So there's obviously something in me, you know, that I kind of get out vicariously through them, you know, I'll listen, I'll watch them do it instead of me do it. And that's how, that's how I get rid of that thing in my brain you know, to do that. Yeah, no, see, I have the opposite reaction. I like watching unboxing videos and seeing people show off stuff and like collector videos and stuff like that too. But mine is like, I'm looking for something I can buy next. Do you think that we are slaves to consumerism? I just like stuff. <laughs> like, what kind of weirdo question That's is that that you give me that look? Tomato, tomato. Right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I have my I have my BTS merch collection, which is great and expanding, and I'm going to need a new shelf soon. I have my books. I collected the entire um, Redwall series, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, I have. Did you got that? I, I have some pop bobbleheads. Wanted to get the Redwall series because Junie is growing up, and you kind of want to share that with her. Yeah, and I did want to reread some of the books too. Yeah, um, so that's that's cool. I got like a, a like just collection of stickers that mm. I don't even know if I'm ever going to use all of them. Um, mm. And I again through unboxing videos and purchase videos and look at this cool gadget videos. I actually found a um, it's a girl and she makes booklets. Mm-hmm. And you can store your stickers in the booklets, like peel them and store them. And it's a reusable sticker book. You can peel the sticker back off of the page when you're done, and it's perfectly fine. It's made from the same. The pages are made from the same stuff as what is on the back of the sticker to keep it from, you know, sticking mm-hmm. yet. Um, so you can just take your sticker off and put it on there, and then you can either pull the sticker off to use it when you're ready, or you can display it in this little book. Yeah, and you've done a so lot lately. I think to like really clean up your space. Like you talked about it before, like your little area, the, the desk and the office area where we're recording. I have done a lot to clean up the space. I have not gotten rid of anything though. You have. I've gotten rid of clothes. I haven't gotten rid of stuff that's like. You've gotten rid of books. Uh, well, some of it is like, you know, books that like that's I didn't thing like. That's we engage in. Is we, we, for a long time there, we bought a lot of books. Oh, we still do. I bought like two yesterday. Yeah. We went to. I um, bought one and I've already actually gone through it. Well, yeah. And I, I've started kind of looking through that. Um, there's a bookstore in Austin called Kino Kunia. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese bookstore. Um, it's. Pro- really cool. It's one of my favorite. It's in one of my favorite spots in Austin called um, Crescent or like the Highland uh, Park area. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like a it's a bookstore based out of Japan, and they just carry it, they carry like a selection of books that like maybe you could find it at Barnes and Noble, but it it's better somehow there. Or like they have yeah. a wider collection of books. There's a lot more foreign language books there, mm-hmm. um, a lot more translated foreign language books there. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, they got you know little figurines and mm-hmm. just knickknacks and stuff that they sell, art supplies that they sell. It's like. 
Would you call it like a like a? It's like a hobbyist store. Yeah, like a book boutique. Store yeah, yeah, because they also have like you know model like Gundam models and stuff like that. Yeah, they had Godzilla models. It's my favorite place. Just uh, filled to the brim with just super interesting stuff. I bought a one of the books I got is called The Science of Middle Earth: mm-hmm. A New Understanding of Tolkien and His World, and it's basically. Um, a bunch of Tolkien scholars got together and looked at like the actual science behind all the world building that uh, Tolkien did in Lord of the Rings and stuff. Mm. And then I got another book called How Zoologists Organize Things, The Art of Classification. And it's basically like a history of how scientists throughout the centuries have classified and organized animals That's and species. Yeah, and awesome. I figure... I need to read more stuff like this. I almost bought a book about mushrooms too. Like mm-hmm. this guy just researched mushrooms and mold oh, yeah. and we have fungi a documentary and, that we're gonna uh, hopefully watch. I those. you haven't talked to me enough about the documentary. I'll I show you the book the I need to read more books like this though. Yeah. They make me happy just to like look through and like learn stuff. And I never would have done this as a younger kid. Like I wanted to read nothing but fiction back in the day. I didn't like reading nonfiction. And now I see stuff like this and I'm like, yeah. So you yeah, want to learn things. collected butterflies or bugs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Except my thing was when I collected butterflies and bugs and stuff, they had to stay alive. I didn't like to collect them and pin them yeah. or anything like That's that. That's pretty morbid. It's horrifying to me. Yeah. You collect rocks, sediments and stuff? Yeah, I collected rocks. That's I did. I did. Uh, crystal rocks and stuff like that, geodes, all that stuff. You um, know, one uh, book series that you saying that makes me wonder if you might like it because Tolkien, you know, with his Lord of the Rings series and everything, he did a lot of world building and created like culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like he created languages and customs and clothes. You know, he, he was like a master world builder or what have you. But one guy who um, did a lot of things in the way of what you're talking about, like biology um, and working out like, how does this planet operate? What's the ecosystem like, you know, was um, Dune. I got through like the first three pages of Dune. And I you didn't care do for it. it? Nah. It's it's a little dry. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. But but it's super interesting just to know that he did that. You know? Yeah, I know you. I know you love that series. There's a lot of people who love that series. I just can't yeah. get into it. And cool. I mean, I don't know. Tolkien. Check out the movie. We haven't watched it. the movie yet, so. Yeah, I've heard some great things about it. I watch it. Make up my own mind. Yeah, I guess so. We should just talk about that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I like watching stuff like that online because I like I do like collecting things, and I have a I have amassed. A small horde. I'm a bit like a dragon with yeah. my books and photo cards and wings and fire breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of fire breath going on lately. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, I also it's like. Cool. I also like watching shopping videos where people are like, "Look at this deal that I found. Look at this yeah. really cool store that I found. Like I showed you that oh. place in Austin that I want to yes. go to that has like wholesale furniture." I love watching things. You show me these things. I don't see them on my stuff because I stay off of it usually. But you show me these things, and I'm, I get really into that. I want. It's to like when I drug you to Costco. Deals. I want deals. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> I I watch Costco videos a lot too because my dad has a Costco yeah. membership, so we just like you know snatch it from him every now and then. And we found all that liquid IV for twenty bucks a bag. Changed my life. And we we bought up a whole bunch of liquid IV because that stuff's great. That stuff's really good. It works Highly really well. recommended. Liquid um, IV, if you want to reach out for a sponsorship, just say the word. Yeah, Email no, we'll us do at it. Playing pretend, Dude. The playing pretend podcast at gmail.com. No, playing pretend podcast at gmail.com. I need you I need a sign. I need like a visual reminder. I gotta of all I got so I gotta do links. I just gotta give you a dry erase board and yeah, dry erase I'll write it all down for you. Well. I'll give you a cheat sheet. I'll write down a cheat sheet for you. Hold it up and I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, playing pretend podcast at gmail.com, liquid IV, get at us because I will I will 
I will pimp that. I will <laughs> I will advertise for that. I will sell my soul for that. That stuff Send us free samples. Only because that stuff works. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about things if they don't work or if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know. So so that's kind of what you educated me about. You you showed me this like wholesale, like super discount store that we're gonna go check out in Austin that sells like yeah, I forgot what it's Amazing called, but they furniture. have like they have like government and school building and stuff like that, like furniture that basically just kind of sat around and wasn't used. It's still in like amazing condition, but it wasn't used and it's already put together. Unbelievably cheap. Bookcases for five bucks already put together. Please, I love bookcase. I want to. I want more bookcases. I want a library in this house. There's the danger of that though, of like compulsively buying more things to fill those bookcases. No, no, because I have things that will fill the bookcases. I could clean off this desk pretty well. That's still, probably, yeah, you're probably like, right about that. Put some more things on there. Just on the fringes. Of yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just, like, you know, move some stuff. And plus, too, I feel like we've got a bookcase in the back that um, we had a flood in our apartment, like, many, many years ago, and that shelf kind of took a little bit of the brunt of it because it was on the wall where the pipe burst and we still have that shelf and it's just kind of rickety now and mm-hmm. it's a good shelf but it, it's time it's time to replace it i think maybe we take yeah. that with us and do a little trade they don't do that okay they only sell they don't buy my only concern is this is too good to be true I, I don't know. So see. far, okay, so I'm, far, I'm like, these places that I found on TikTok, these deals that I found on TikTok, they are legit. You have a good track record. Yesterday, we went to a really nice... Oh, yeah, I found um, I found a place. This was actually through Instagram. There was a girl I followed. Um, she goes by Feed Me, and she either does, like, cooking videos at home, or she goes out to restaurants in Austin, the Austin area, and showcases them kind of, and it's like advertising. That's how she does her influencer thing. Mm-hmm. And there is a restaurant out of Houston called Sweet Memes Desserts, mm-hmm. and it's like a Japanese tea house basically. But and they have Japanese themed desserts there. And they opened up a location in Austin. They actually just opened Saturday, like July second, Saturday. It's unreal. And I found them, and I was like, I have always wanted to go to a place like this. I've always wanted to find one and they're always in Dallas or Houston whenever I see them. But now this place is in Austin and we went and that was so good. I even had to make a TikTok video about it. And I usually don't do TikToks other than making like goofy stuff. It's interesting because like they, they very much, I think market themselves as, Hey, come here and do a TikTok. Because the, yeah. the thing is, like, very picturesque, you know? Oh, yeah. They had, like, all the, you know, geometric, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, shelving and, like, flowers everywhere. It's like a novelty experience. Yeah, Even yeah, the yeah. the food was, like, I mean, the food was great. The oh, was it was really delicious, good. but it was also plated just yeah. so beautifully that, like, you didn't want to eat it. They know that you're going to take a picture of the food, so they got their little logo. Yeah, next oh, to yeah, it. oh, very yeah, smart. yeah. Very smart. Yeah, the, um, the menu is, like... A book. Uh-huh. It's pr- but not like you know like a cheesecake factory book. It's like a pretty like, and it's not a million pages long. It's just it's pretty. You know, there was like a f- wall of just feathers lining the way to the bathroom. There was a wall of flowers. There's a big giant like fake sakura tree behind mm-hmm. me where we sat. It was great. The some of the tables had like flowers in them, real flower. It was great. It was Perfect amazing. For all of your needs and wants when you oh but it was so good and i finally got to try fluffy pancakes souffle Those pancakes so delicious. it was so good and it wasn't like super filling or anything i got mango once too it had like fresh mango on it yeah. and it was it was amazing i finally got to try because you got it i finally got to try raindrop cake yep. which is basically like a big jelly ball that's clear and you like put whatever flavor you want they did brown sugar 
on really that one. It was really cute. Really good. It was just so great. Yeah. And, um, it was semi-sweet. It wasn't, like, too rich. You know? Yeah, and then, surprisingly, um, Maggie went with us, our friend Maggie, and she got Shibuya toast, and hers was, like, chocolate with yeah. a strawberry on top, and it wasn't overly sweet. Like, it looked like it would be the most sugary thing you've ever put in your mouth, and it it was fine. It was, it was very palatable, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, like, overpowering or anything. It was mm-hmm. great. I love that place. That place was great. So, yes, I have a very good track record of just finding places. I have no reason to distrust you. So that's why we're going to go check out this furniture store in Austin whenever we get back from our trip next week at some point. We'll take the truck. We'll report on that later. Yeah, we'll take the truck just in case. Yeah. Um, just in case we want to just fill it with stuff. Yes, furniture. <laughs> there. It's ridiculous, though. I don't know why we would do that. We have a desk in the garage that's just not being... We have two desks in the back room. Our old desks are still back there. We need to have a yard sale. So if you're want, if you listening and you want to uh, interact with us, I'll post a new question, like a Q&A. Give us places to check out well, in Syntex. I want you to tell us, first of all, about things that you see online and psychoanalyze oh. yourself a little bit. We'll have a question about That's that. That's not as fun. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll do another question, too, about places that we can check out. I'm mostly selfish. I want to buy things. There's also another guy I follow. He do does like, questions. Well, he does, uh, he does great Amazon finds. Yeah. And I actually I found something that worked. It's a um, it's like a fruit fly trap. Oh, yeah. And it has like a LED light in the back that attracts them, and then they land on the sticky paper. And I was like, okay, it's 20 bucks. That's kind of expensive, but... I'll try it at this point because I get so sick. Like we get really bad fruit flies in the summer mm-hmm. where we're at. Nah. And it, it drives me nuts when I'm trying to cook. And so I plugged it in. That thing works. Yeah. That guy knows what he's about too. Like, man, Amazon, you can sponsor it's me too. A, it's always a crapshoot, you know, it's always <laughs> like, will it or won't it work? A- Amazon should sponsor us too. We need well, some Bezos money. Do we? Do we would, should take his money? I would love Bezos money. I'm, uh, money's money. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as dirty money. I don't know. I wouldn't take drug cartel money or anything yeah, like that's that. Very but I'll take I'll take some Bezos money. You know? Yeah, I'll buy your products. I may be a little torn on that. I don't know. I'll have to think about. It. Are you, Jeff Bezos is a robot. So. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we're not going to get we're not going to get in trouble. This is on Amazon Music now. <gasps> oh no! Flag us and bury us. Oh no! Forgive us. No one's ever going to watch or listen to our show. Forgive us, bees. <laughs> Yeah, we'll post some questions. So, so get back to us. Tell us what you think. Um, I'll post those in our Spotify and our Anchor, and you should be able to reply. Well, whenever you post it to Anchor, it that's that's where it goes through. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it the Q and A from what I've noticed only goes through Anchor or Spotify. Okay, I don't think it goes through Google, Apple. However, or you can. We'll see it. We'll see it. No matter what. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, I'm good with that. So the the other um, so you taught me you teach me a lot you know, mm-hmm. about social media um, and so we talked about how you have a trivia brain and I thought maybe I could try to stump you with some hand selected trivia. Questions. No, you probably will because this game it's called How Do You Know That and it does really pull some uh, some questions that like I wouldn't think to look up, but it's nice to learn things uh, too. Yeah, and I gotta say um, it did take some digging to find good questions. Some of these questions on these cards are garbage. Um, you don't like the date questions uh, where it asks for a year I or really a date. I really don't like the yes or no questions, some of them. Um, anyway, we'll get into it. Um, I, I had to pull, I pulled like five cards here, and each of them have like four, four or five questions on them. And even among those, I had to kind of skip over some. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you some questions, and I guess if you want to play along at home, you'll have to pause. sort of pause after I ask the question because mm-hmm. um, you're probably pretty much immediately going to answer. So my goal is to try and... I'm going to read you probably about five questions roughly, and my goal is to try to stump you. But 
I don't want to give you something that's too difficult. So the game is called Stump Care. So, I guess. Confuse Kara. Confuse Kara with a K. Mm. Okay. I like it. Thinking on the fly, thinking on your feet there. Love that. Very professional. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. Um, okay, so question one. Mm-hmm. If you were, this is kind of a, a yes or no, or not a yes or no, but there's only two answers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you meet the king and queen of a country, mm-hmm. who should you address first according to custom? I believe the king. That is correct. Okay. King first. I honestly thought maybe the queen. No, it's always the king and because typically the queen is underneath the king in power as far as diplomatic um, powers go. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that tracks. I just thought maybe it was like... Unless a country doesn't have a king or queen. You know how finicky etiquette is, you know, and stuff like that. I am very much not the most polite person on the planet. I I, I would mess it up. Yeah. Not fit to be royal. I'm not fit even for some people's basic customs. We're just gutter trash, you and I. It's because we're... It's because we're... we're Yeah, just fools. It's because we're from small towns. Just small towns. Pathetic. We don't know what we're doing. Um, Here's a weird one. Um, In what Olympic sport are you not allowed to compete with a beard? See, I saw that one when I handed you the box because that was the car on top, and I was actually really confused for a second because I thought you couldn't have a beard at all in most of them. Probably it's encouraged to Um, shave. Some some sports you wouldn't want to have a beard. Right. There's one sport in particular. You didn't check the answer, did you? No, I did not. There's one sport that would give you an edge, probably, were you to have a beard. Really? Like swimming, for example, you wouldn't want a beard because it would right be or, or diving or anything. You want to like shave that. completely. You yeah, know, yeah. You see, you see swimmers do that. That's why they wear swim caps because mm-hmm. the air will create drag underwater. Yeah, and it's the same thing with diving too. And it's seconds sometimes that people win by and, and make world records. So they they want to create all the you know aerodynamic you know. But there's one sport in particular that uh, is, is an Olympic sport that you would definitely have some edge, you know, and would probably encourage people to wear beards. Really? Yeah, can you think of one? That one's tough. Well, there's a lot of Olympic sports, too. It's kind of a lot of answers. Yeah, know. I know. That's why I kind of like... Mm-hmm. And there are... I think... I want to say I've seen, like, people who do shot put, I think, have had beards... For example. Well, and see, like, I just saw a picture. Um, it was basically like a comparison between a guy on the men's volleyball team and Simone Biles. Because, and it's kind of a weird comparison because Simone Biles is, like, super tiny to begin with. And this guy was just huge. But he had facial hair. Mm-hmm. And it was for volleyball. That's why I'm kind yeah, of stumped Yeah, I can't think it. of an edge you'd have with volleyball. Yeah, yeah. That's It'd probably worse, like, oh. especially if you're on the beach. Yeah. You want me to uh, yes, are you tell me, I, I Are don't you know confused? I am confused. Kara has been confused. I'll add the little sound effect. To the we, yeah, no, please don't. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the the sport that you're not allowed to compete with a beard is boxing. Uh, oh, okay. I can see that because, like, if you get hit in the face, the beard might absorb some of that impact. Mitigate some of the damage. Yeah. 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 Huh. That's, that's an interesting word. I was actually thinking, like, you know, because Taekwondo and karate are also, or wrestling or something like that. Contact sports. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, it just makes sense because you're you're going for the chin a lot of times. You're and it, it also obscures, I think, the face. So like right. when, you're, when you're boxing, you're looking for the chin, you know. Right, which is weird because I've seen MMA fighters fight with beards. So that's I guess true. it's a different. I guess it's a different. 
Yeah, it is a different set of rules. It is. Us, so. I don't think in MMA, I'm not an expert or anything, but I, I don't think in MMA you're trying to seek out the chin as much as you are in boxing. Yeah, punch, that's true. You know? That's true. Like, you're trying MMA. You're trying to grapple. Yeah, and get them down. Kick. You know, yeah. there's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this is cool. Um, okay. Let's see here. Let's do another one. Um, this one I thought was really interesting. This is a yes or no question, but it's still kind of cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, do people, when they stutter, also stutter in their dreams? Do they or don't they? Mm, I think they can. Okay. Because the way it's phrased, it's either yes or no. Like, definitely they do or definitely they don't. See, that's weird because I would think that you could do both. Because I've had dreams where I stutter. Okay. What would you? What would your gut tell you if you had to choose yes or no? I would say yes. Okay, the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Well, because I've seen like cases of like blind people, they'll dream and they can see. Really? Yeah. Huh. What can? What do they see? Oh, it, it, assuming no, they're, it they're is, blind from birth. Right. Right. Now that I'm not too sure about. What do they see? Like, yeah. what is the, What does the world look like visually in a dream for a blind person? I think some of it though is maybe people who've gone blind. They're the they're the ones able to see. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, so imagine with touch yes. and with sound, you you can kind of create a three D space. Yeah, and yeah. know that you occupy. A 3D Especially space. if those are because you know your other senses are going to heighten when you lose one of them. So your sense of sound and touch are probably going to be pretty visual, like be, help you to form pictures in your mind. Like oh, they're done. Yeah. It's my only. You have to use um, like five-year-old comic books oh, with me God. that make me think of things that are hard. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was super interesting, though. Like, you know, as a as an idea that you know, you you have this because people can also learn to lose their stutter, right? Um, with speech therapy, sometimes yes. yeah, they they have to go through that through therapy, yeah. like the King speech, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Super interesting. Um, okay, here's another one. Uh, I, I don't know how many I've gone through now, but um, how many, this is a number, I, I might give you multiple choice here. So how many people have set foot on the moon? Do two. You, okay, so the, the choices I was going to give you was two, four, ten, or twelve. Two. You said two. Okay, who, who are they? Um... Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz, Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin because Mike, oh my God, what was his last name? Another the astronaut. Yeah, Mike, oh my God, now I feel like a jerk. But he had to stay behind and pilot the ship. Oh, okay, okay. So just two. So, so I would have said the same thing. Um, the answer is 12. What? According to this card. Does that need a fact check, you think? I don't know. It's weird. We're not going to Google it because we have too good. much dead air, but yeah. I'll definitely be looking that up because yeah. I would have answered two as well. But yeah, probably I, just my ignorance. So. Well, I didn't think anybody else had gone to the moon. Um, Unless it's like being like, well, it's 12 because so-and-so programmed this. So I don't think yeah. so. That The way it's worded is have set foot. Mm. So that phrase tells me that they've physically just been there. Well, see, I don't know. I'm thinking two, two because I... I literally just read a book 
to my students about this, like this past year. There's been a lot of unmanned missions that went to the moon. Yeah, see, know, that's so. why I'm also like, Meh. well, we'll look that up. We'll have yeah. to look that up. We'll fact check that. I need to fact check that yeah. Huga Games. That's a that's a two B D kind of kind of question. Yeah, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Were you hoping that like I would say twelve and explain? Well, I didn't know if you knew. I oh, know, okay. You know, all these questions, I would have guessed the same as you. I would have said two. Okay. Well. If I'm being honest. So. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, I'm not a trivia brain though, so I thought I'd ask. All right, one more. Um, let me see if I had one in my back pocket. Um, yeah, okay. Here's a here's the last one. Um, I don't know. Okay, the it's, question is so strange. It starts with a statement. It says the French eat the most cheese by volume. Okay. <laughs> okay. I believe that. That's a fact, according to the question here. Not Italians. Yeah, the French eat the most cheese by volume. What country? has the highest cheese consumption per person. So altogether, the French as a whole eat the most as a country. They eat the most cheese. But, but per person individual is different. people, yeah. I would say I would say either um, Italy or Switzerland. Okay. I was going to Switzerland I think is a good guess. They do love their cheese in France, right? Yeah they do. Um, but the answer is actually Denmark. Really? I always forget about Denmark. Yeah, because it's it. up in that area too, you know. Very, very much into yeah. their cheese there in yeah. Denmark. So. You've confused Kara yeah, four that? out of the five times. That was not a bad first round. I, I was expecting you to get more of those, um, but hey, we still we do still have to fact check the moon one. Though. I need to know. I need to know in what context it's twelve people in contention. That question. Yeah, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know the the science behind that one. Yeah. You know. What do you mean by I'm gonna set put that? I'm going to put that question into Google yeah. and see what happens. We'll do our, we'll do our own research. Okay? Yeah. Tell us. I can still tell you dumb things all the time anyways that we learned. Uh, I, yeah, that's fine. Like, maybe you could have your own facts queued up for the next time. Your own like cool facts. Like, like, I, did my, create like, I, did, like I did the Johnny Cash sure. one. That would be cool. I like the idea of coming up with a trivia game. I don't know how you would do it, but how you phrased it earlier of... This like, um, like question that what what is? Um, I think they they used to do it on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. It's like what does an ostrich and Johnny Depp have to do with one another? Or why are they? Oh, how are they related? Okay. You know. Okay. You remember they used to do that on that show? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that show too. That's a great show. show. Yeah, really Funny fun show. fun segments they did on that. Um. All right. I guess that's all. I guess so. Yeah. Did you want to plug coffee? Oh yeah, so so yeah. Go ahead and tell me. So you had to educate me about this as well. So yeah, so um, coffee, K O dash F I coffee um, is a. I don't know. It's kind of like Patreon. You can use it in the same vein, um, but uh, basically the premise is: Hey, I create this content for free. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly for free. Um, we actually pay a little money to do it. No, we don't. We've invested money. We have the free account. We do. You bought the mics. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's like, it, it, oh, well, everybody invests money in their art. But sure. it's kind of like, here, I'm providing you this content. By the way, we are happy to do it. We, we do this, obviously, on our own. So. Yeah, yeah. But this is just kind of like a little thing that we can throw out there, basically. Um, but basically what it is is the essential um, idea behind it is, hey, I give you this content. If you like it, maybe consider buying me a cup of coffee. Yeah. So you can do $3 donations at a time, the price of a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, a regular cup of coffee. We're not talking about a grande flat white. Oh, um, sure. Made yeah. with half and half. 
like a, I do. A venti or whatever. A venti flat white made with half and half extra whipped cream, even though you're not supposed to get whipped cream on the flat white. Yeah, me. Um, <laughs> you know, you know your uh, you know your coffee order. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that's just kind of the thing. So we're gonna link that up too in our profile if you like it. Maybe yeah, consider throwing being, a dollar or two our way. Yeah, and, and honestly, if we're being really honest, it's it's a uh, you know it, if we were to get paid by an audience, a group of people who are our audience, you know, quote unquote. Um, most likely what it would be is to go back into the show. So it's, it's a way to like make yeah. the show better. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like just a, it's very casual though. Obviously the show's very casual, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we, we are not professional by any means. Obviously no. we're recording Again, in my home office. God, please don't trust us for anything. Don't ever. Um, don't do what we say to do. <laughs> um, but you can though, you that could. being said, you could go to coffee.com slash plankton pod. That's K O dash F I.com slash playing pretend pod pod um and also to playing pretend pod is going to be our user on twitter and maybe we'll make an instagram i don't know i don't have any pictures to show you guys at this point in time. tbd Uh, tbd maybe you could make one and you could post all of your knickknacks i could i could and then post like links to where we found it or it would be nice to have a visual companion to go with the show in some way. Yeah, we can do that. Um, and then, too, like, if you do want to check out my TikTok that I made for Sweet Treats, eat, of course, please, not Sweet Treats, Sweet Memes, um, of course, please look up Sweet Memes. They're, they've only got two uh, two locations, one in Houston, one in Austin, so they're, they're a pretty small business. Go ahead and check them out. If you um, see one, yeah. Uh, we, they're not paid for. Always, them. always support your small local businesses. I will be going back to Sweet Memes because that place was amazing. Um, loved it. Yes, loved every moment of it. But uh, yeah, if you want to check out my TikTok, I'm Captain America. All in word. We'll post these links, by the way, in the show notes if you need a, a spot to see usernames. It. Usernames. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Captain America. That's also my Instagram name. All right, check out those links if you want to see some stuff, supplementary material for the show. If you're curious what these things look like, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Late next week. Later. Later next week. Later next week. Not late next week. Later. Post updates. See you then. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time.